spoiler, <laughs> season two does not have Henry Cavill shirtless enough, no. which as a person who was going through a colonoscopy prep and then recovering from my colonoscopy, <laughs> I was like, dear While universe, I needed to see more of him shirtless than you gave me. I just needed some comfort. Shirtless Henry Cavill. <laughs> they gave us shirtless, uh, spoiler, they gave us shirtless Yakier, which was like good, but again... I, quite the same. I and he not again, really what you signed up for. Is that he he looked very good. I will say I'm sure he did. But again, it's not what we signed after up for. After everything I have gone through. It's not with, what it said on the tin. <laughs> with this year, with my life, with weird. everything else, I was like, what I need universe is actually fully a butt shot. I just need a need naked a full butt. butt. I need a full butt at this full point. Full side butt. Full side butt at least. I would take a crack, but I'll take a side butt. Mm-hmm. Also, full abs, chest, slow pan up. Oh, from the like the V. Yes, let's linger on the collarbone. Linger yeah. on the V. Linger on the collarbone. And then, then turn it around and go back down. <laughs> full pan linger up. Linger on pan the down. ass. And then when I say we're done, we can be done. <laughs> when I say we are done with this pan, we can be done with this pan. And that is why we need more female directors. Welcome to Fine Perry. <laughs> uh, it is the last regular episode of this uh, beautiful season five. Our uh, say centennial something, but I couldn't think of it. Quincentennial, but not five hundred. Just five. the quint, <laughs> the quintessential season. Oh my god, the cat is going insane. It's the dusk. You can't run on flat wood, my love. We don't choose how our children come out. Yeah. We just respond to who they are as, I understand. as beings. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Claire, I've, uh, as a reminder, I have brought you something that was tagged as amnesia. Ooh. And my pairing given to me was an aviation, which, uh, do you know anything about the fabulous aviation cocktail? No. Okay. It is, uh, I I want to say it's like just before the 1920s, like 1915-Z. It's got kind of a weird combination of ingredients. And so it wasn't super popular. Uh, It didn't have like a renaissance until recently. It's a cherry violet cocktail. So... <laughs> like right. violet, violet liqueur. Yes, like a vi- like a okay. creme, creme de violet. Okay. And I didn't know this until I started looking up recipes for it. There was a a person who started importing creme de violet, like a specific brand that I actually bought because there's obviously not that many. It's kind of a niche cocktail. Started importing it from its homeland, which I'm sure I can find if I look it up for ten seconds, but I won't. I want to say it was like Denmark or somewhere uh, somewhere in Europe, uh, and started importing it specifically to Minneapolis. What? Yeah, in like 2016 or something, like very recently. Wow. Or six. Wow. It, it, in the grand scheme of things, pretty recently. And so that is why it's kind of come back up in this like cocktail rotation. Mm. But it, I, it was popular in the 20s because uh, it's a gin cocktail. Ooh. So I had not had one and I have still not had one. But before we start, I have a game for you. Uh-oh. I'm going to explain why this game came up. It's kind of related to the fic, but it's mostly just for fun. So in front of you, I have given you two tastings. A red two, pill and a blue pill. A, no, we're not doing the Matrix. <laughs> a real made by a homemade cocktail aviation and one imposter Ooh. aviation. Ooh. And I want to see if you can, never having an aviation before, tell the difference 
uh, maybe just by like giving giving the listener like an idea of what you're tasting. Okay. Am I shooting them both? Don't no. They're tastings. They're just in shot glasses because I didn't want to give you a full shot and then give you a cocktail. So I'm not a monster. Okay. <laughs> so also they're not meant to be shots. They're meant to be cocktails. Cocktail. Okay. So you, oh, you, okay. you sip them. It's just a small amount. <laughs> so it's like a half an ounce, maybe an ounce. Okay. One of them. If you want to describe what you're seeing and smelling and tasting. Okay. Visually. Yes. Uh, so before me are two tastings. Both are lightly violet in color. One is more red violet and the other I would say is more blue violet and it is also slightly more opaque while the other is clear. The clear one. Also really curious which one you like better. <laughs> the clear one has a very uh, floral, a very like it has a very subtle cherry smell, but not a lot of mm. alcohol smell. The more opaque one. I can smell the gin in it. It's not like very strong. It's not like like a whew, that'll clean your floors, but it's uh, <laughs> it but it's there. Like you can tell there's gin in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and the other one smells more like like very watered down like cherry cough syrup, like just the artificial cherry smell. Okay, I'm gonna try. I think I'm gonna try the opaque one first. Huh. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. It's very, it's, there's a notable. It's very sour. It's very sour. It's very sharp. It's, um, uh, keep it's, in mind, I also haven't tasted either of these yes, yet. It's, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that one, that one has more of like the sharpness of a martini. Um, now mm. we'll try the more clear one. Mm. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Mm. That one's very sweet, very smooth, very. Mm. Um, hmm, interessante. Um, <laughs> Can you at all discern maybe what the what the difference is and like, or why you think which one is the real one and which one is the imposter? imposter. Okay, my I will explain all of this. Okay, eventually. I'm gonna say uh, I think the real one is the opaque one, the sharp one, the uh, the very alcohol smelling forward. forward one and i think the imposter is uh the clear one my guess is that you made by hand the opaque one uh and that the clear one like came prepackaged but like also my brain is like if it was a mocktail version like you're supposed Ooh. to add in the gin after that's my guess. That's an excellent guess. I would say you're like pretty on the nose. So nailed it. Uh, I pulled aviation obviously forever ago, and the the thing about aviation is that the ingredients are really specific to this cocktail. Like I've, I I don't think I've ever seen another drink that used uh, maraschino cherry liqueur. I don't think I've ever seen another drink that used creme de violet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like the classic ingredients for this specific cocktail. And then over uh, Christmas, my wonderful mother-in-law got us a box of pre-made cocktails, in like, which was nice. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's an aviation in this. That's so funny. What a fun thing. Because I was like, one, it's like a pretty niche cocktail, mm-hmm. uh, but it's like a fun color. So like if you're making a box of 12, 20 different cocktails, whatever it is, it stands out. So it like gets out of the like brown uh, colors, a clear yeah. of other cocktails. So it's like, it makes sense why it was put in. And then I tasted one of the other cocktails and I was like, huh. It was a gimlet. I was like, yeah, interesting. This doesn't quite taste like, like a gimlet. gimlet. 
And then I try, and, but like I hadn't had that many gimlets. So I was like, yeah. maybe this has just got something in it. I don't know. Maybe I've it's never just, ordered. I don't think I, right. I haven't had a freshly made gimlet from a bartender. That's just a gimlet. Yeah. I've had like the variations you've made and like yes. other things. Yes. And then I opened a couple of days later uh, a Kentucky mule from this box, Uh-oh. which is a Moscow mule, but with, with bourbon. bourbon. Yeah. And I sipped it. One, it looked exactly like piss. And the second thing was, I couldn't taste the bourbon. It just tasted like weird sugar water with like a whiskey, like, mm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, this aviation is probably not going to be very good. And then I looked at the bottles and all of them had 5% alcohol. <laughs> and I was like, that'll do. That really explains some things. So I wanted you ex- to experience what you were you correctly identified as the the actually homemade aviation cocktail and the prepackaged aviation cocktail that I have yet to fully experience. I'm sure I will later, but I do have your full drink, so I'm gonna get that now. Excellent. Um, so I will try it for the first time because I have not yet. I can also try the fake one, I guess. Ooh, it is pretty strong smelling. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, that's real tart. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I put the correct amount of lemon juice in this, but it is two shots of gin per drink Yeah, and uh, half a shot of lemon juice, which is kind of a lot. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll still be a lot of a lot of lemon. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, pungent. OK, let me try the fake one. Hey, you got to try the fake one. Yeah, that tastes like nothing. It <laughs> <laughs> tastes like violet sugar water. Yes, that's what I was like. It's got like a kind of cherry. It's also too clear. Like knowing that there's lemon juice in this, that seems inaccurate, which seemed pretty across the board. Like there was too many clear liquids you know, in this kit. The, the cherry thing made me think of when I was prepping for my colonoscopy. Like my <laughs> magnesium citrate came in cherry flavor and it was this very, very bold cherry smell and mm. taste. Um, I guess more smell than taste, but it was clear and it was like funny. You know, maybe this podcast helped prep me because I was prepared to ingest <laughs> anything. <laughs> it was because it was really not that bad. I don't know if it's going to be good. And I had a straw and <laughs> like... It was fine. Um, and so, uh, surprise, surprise, uh, aviation, I had to go for Doctor Who. Because in my planning, we hadn't done any Doctor Who yet. <laughs> and it just made sense. And I had no other leads for, like, flying of any kind. Yeah. Also, amnesia. I didn't, I didn't off the top of my head know any actual amnesia plots mm. where it, like, wasn't the author making the amnesia. It was based on the show's amnesia. Uh, I don't know if you know any off the top of your head, but like I was at a loss. Oh, I've I've read plenty of romance novels. Yes. That have amnesia as a plot. Right. Anyway, uh I was perusing the amnesia tag and that seemed like the most logical place to go <laughs> when I started scrolling. So I found a actually like quite a few different amnesia things in Doctor Who because of like mostly the doctor in different iterations having amnesia from like waking up as the new doctor or being in a different place or like getting knocked out like something would some shenanigans would happen to make the doctor forget who they were yeah um and that's always seemed better in place than some guy getting a concussion, waking up having amnesia and just being like, who are you, my wife? So that's why this is where we got to where we got to. <laughs> I love it. So also the title got me good, which is Remember Me Though I Have to Travel Far Remember Me, which is from Coco. Have you oh, not seen Coco? No, I have <gasps> seen Coco. Okay. I was going to say, because like this, I don't know what it is, but like 
I've I've been really in a cry mood. <laughs> oh no, one hundred percent. Last couple days. Uh, Have you seen like, Encanto yet? I did. Oh my god. Okay, I watched Encanto, and then like two days later, I watched the season three finale of Handmaid's Tale, and I was just like, I've been crying a lot. Um, but so remember me from Coco. Just like, just makes me cry. Like. Like, it's just so sad. It's too much for my little heart brain, so I can't do it. Anyway, so that's why this title got me. Remember me, though I have to travel far, remember me. It's by uh, an author called Ineffable Murder Husbands, which is obviously a reference to um, Good Omens. Love it. (laughs) Love to see it. So everything about this was, like, catching me on. And then what really started getting me was that the relationship is 13th Doctor, which is the female doctor yes. and River Song, ooh, ooh, who ooh. I think it was like season one where I asked you to write a female doctor and female companion. You did. Fic, which yes. never happened for me. And that's fine. But I forgot <laughs> this concept has been in my brain and I'm sure a lot of other gays brains for a long time. And I was glad that someone thought to bring it to fruition because I don't think it's been brought up in the actual show. Okay, do I have to? We've explained Doctor Who, so I don't have to do that. But River Song is um, like a soulmate in all timelines kind of a story for the Doctor who changes forms. And it was an invention of terrible writer, hate of my life, Stephen Moffat. <laughs> I love the term hate of my life. But you're right. If there's a love of your life, there's got to be a hate of your my life. My brain just thought of that. I didn't plan that. It's <laughs> somehow it different than a nemesis. It's not my, he's not my nemesis. It's not a nemesis. It's the hate of your life. He's the hate of my life, Stephen Moffat. So I did like I need a shirt that says hate of my life, Stephen Moffat. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever's running our Etsy store, please. (laughs) Will I be able to wear it anywhere? No, because literally everyone who sees me will be like, what does that mean? And I'll be like, I don't have time to get into it. Doesn't matter. And so I did like, I liked pretty much everybody in the Silence in the Library episode because it was a one-off at the time. Yes. And River Song, the character who is the doctor's wife, sort of, uh, made her first appearance in that episode. And I liked her. She's real sassy. She's like a hot, confident, like older woman, super into it. So this is a fic in which the 13th Doctor, who I believe was the doctor at the time when this was written, 2019, sounds about right. That sounds right. And River Song coming back together. They haven't met in the real show. As far as I know, that has continued to be true. Uh, because this is the 13th Doctor, I had to kind of figure out who the characters were. Basically, the other characters are the new companion and her friends. Pretty typical Doctor Who shenanigans. And this felt very much like a reasonable thing that could happen on that season of Doctor Who based on what I know about Doctor Who before season like six or whatever. <laughs> dig it. Dig so it. I had fun with it. So again, this is Remember Me, Though I Have to Travel Far, Remember Me, by the uh, user Ineffable Murder Husband, who I did get in contact with and who did give me permission to read the fic, which was super nice. This author is a pretty continual fan fiction writer, but doesn't always write for Doctor Who. Hmm. She specifically said that uh, the idea came to her of Doctor 13 meeting her wife, and she didn't write for Doctor Who, but just like... Couldn't get the idea out of her head and usually writes for like, obviously, Good Omens. I want to say Yuri on Ice was one of them. Supernatural. Hannibal. <laughs> the like, the, uh, fan, sh- the fan fiction-y fandom. I was going to say, we should probably do Hannibal Dick. We should probably be like, hey, and what should we write next? 174 works published on AO3. <laughs> Hot damn. Which is so many. And 
I guess English is also not her first language, which I was like baffled by. I, I don't think she says what her first language is, but I was just like, damn, that's English. Crazy. Good job. And now she's also language. an English teacher. So I felt hot damn. companionship with her. Aww. So yeah. So excellent work. Uh, <laughs> and it kind of fits into like a soulmate say you kind of a thing because the river is canonically okay. kind of a soulmate say you kind of a thing. Check out her profile if you like the style of writing or any of the fandoms that I listed. There's a lot for you to explore on Ineffable Murder Husband's uh, Air 3 page. We'll link it in the show notes. Okay. So the summary is the doctor loses her memory. The only thing she can remember is a name. Mm. River. The day had already started chaotic enough. The TARDIS had landed in a seemingly deserted planet that the doctor had called Alpha 9, and they started to wander around, looking for anything unusual since they were responding to a distress call. They found out the planet was not deserted, after all, when Ryan stumbled upon what Yaz could only describe as a giant Aspie. <laughs> Yaz is the current companion. Ryan is her, uh, from what I can tell, platonic friend. It's not like a Rory, uh, Amy situation. Oh, sure. I don't think. They were soon swarmed by the giant alien insects as they ran for their life towards the ship. The doctor had been quite ahead of them since she was the one with the key to the TARDIS when she stepped into something on the ground and she was hit by a giant green blast wave that knocked her right out of consciousness. Doctor! Yaz yelled from afar and picked up her pace so she could get to her friend faster. The giant bees fled away when the blast occurred, so at least they had one, only one problem now. Yaz reached her and instantly dropped to her knees, cradling her friend's face. The doctor groaned and mumbled something unintelligible. Doctor, can you hear me? Yaz whispered frantically, half relieved that she was alive and completely worried nonetheless. The girl could feel the tears threatening to fall, but she steeled herself and repeated the mantra, don't panic, over and over again inside her head. I almost wore a Doctor Who shirt today, but it's a cutoff and it's very cold. <laughs> Damn it. It says, uh, keep calm and don't blink. Oh. Yeah. Another Stephen Moffat episode! Ryan and Graham caught up to them and crouched next to their unconscious friend. What happened? Ryan asked as he brushed to the side the hair from her face and the blonde leaned into, touch into his touch slightly. She appeared to have stepped in something, Yaz said, while looking around. She's unconscious, but looks fine. She must have stepped in this, Graham said, as he picked up something from the ground and showed it to them. It looked like a landmine, but much more futuristic and was glowing. She's not glowing, so it must be a good sign, yeah? Yaz nodded, and she didn't seem, uh, she didn't seem that certain about it. Wait, Yaz nodded, but she didn't seem that certain about it. Help me bring her to the TARDIS, Yaz said, as she grabbed one of the doctor's arms, placing it around her shoulder with Ra while Ryan did the same. They managed to haul the doctor up together, and she groaned at the movement, opening her eyes for a moment. Her eyes were unfocused and hazy, as she stared at them without actually seeing the two. She mumbled something under her breath again and passed out with her while her head rolled to the side. Ryan and Yaz glanced at each other worriedly before they half-dragged and half-carried her to the TARDIS and waited for Graham to retrieve the key inside the woman's coat pocket. When Graham finally managed to open the door, they entered the console room frantically as the TARDIS made distress noises. TARDIS, can you help us please? Can you point us in the direction of the med bay? Yaz asked the ceiling, praying that the ship would listen to her. It was weird to believe that the ship was sentient, but the doctor had never lied to them, so she trusted her with the information. A second later, lights appeared on the floor and they started following it, not taking too much time to reach the white and sterilized looking room. Thank you, Yaz whispered to the ceiling as they placed the doctor in the stretcher. There was a monitor next to it that instantly lit up when the doctor was placed in the hospital bed, but there was only one circular drawing showing no actual words. What's this? Graham asked as he squinted at the monitor. I have no idea, Yaz muttered. Maybe it's in the doctor's language? They had no time to ponder on this, however, because the doctor stirred with a little whine and opened her eyes, blinking them several times because of the bright light. Ow! was the first thing she said as she put her ha hand on her head. 
Why is my head hurting so much? Doctor, the team TARDIS exclaimed, immediately rushing towards her. The doctor startled with the noise and looked around with widened eyes. Where am I? She asked in confusion as she stared at the face of her friends. Who are you? She frowned as she tried to sit up. Yaz, Graham, and Ryan glanced at each other with worried looks. You're in the med bay, doctor, Graham sufficed. Where are your friends? I'm Graham, and this is Ryan and Yaz. Who's Doc? She asked with a frown as she managed to sit up with Yaz's help. I felt like this was very quintessential amnesia. Wait, where am I? You're a doctor. Who are you? Who am I? (laughs) Doctor who? Doctor. That's like my, like, it's always like so cheesy. Yeah, I know. I like how she went with who is Doc and not Doc who. (laughs) Because that would have been a real low fruit to pick. Yeah, that fruit is like laying like Every time the doctor changes. Doctor who? Who? Doctor who? Ooh, like they always say it like three times and I love it every time. Who who is Doc? She asked with a frown as she managed to sit up with Yaz's help. Doctor, please tell me you're joking. Yaz whispered at her. Doctor is my name? She asked. And they realized that she wasn't joking because the confused look on her hazel eyes was not an ounce fake. I thought doctor was an honorific of some sort. It can't be my actual name. I want to understand... We don't need to get into this, but also I'm going to get into this, Mm -hmm. but that I'm going to force you to get back to the fig is that in the 50s, when they were like creating this show, was this like a who's on first kind of nonsense Hmm. that they were like, doctor, who? Mm -hmm. Like what? I think that was part of it. But also like, I'm not certain what the, and this goes back to the whole like, what is the canon of doctor who? (laughs) Is there a canon? I don't know how far back the canon of like the Time Lord um, people have these like honorific names. I don't know if that goes back to the 50s or not. Because like at least in the um, newer version, there is the Doctor, there's the Master, there's other Time Lords who have honorifics as their titles. Does that mean that the Master is Master who? (laughs) That's funny. But they picked them, right? Yeah. Because the doctor helps, and so that's why he picked yeah, doctor. Yeah, yeah. And the master wanted to be the master of the universe, so yeah. he picked master. So I don't know I w- how far that goes back to, like, the season one. So would you be, like, teacher who, and I would be, like, engineer who? Yeah, in theory. we No, we would be the teacher and the engineer. Yeah. Uh, you would be the engineer. Uh, and, then people, and then people would be like, engineer, you're awake. And he'd be like, engineer, engineer who? <laughs> That and would, then, yeah. and then, and then the BBC sound would play. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, that's what it is. Because okay. the, their name is not Doctor Who. The name of the show is Doctor Who. <laughs> I thought Doctor was an honorific of some sort. It can't be my actual name. So you remember something? Ryan exclaimed. Can you read the monitor, Doc? Graham asked as he pointed to the monitor. The blonde shook her head. I can't what can read. you remember, Doctor? Oh, she can't remember how to read Time Lord. Time Lord, yeah, thing. Yeah. What can you remember, Doctor? Yes, asked. The Doctor frowned for a moment. I can remember historical facts and things that are common sense, she says, but nothing regarding who I am. I can't remember anything personal. This is bad, Ryan says. If she can't remember who she is, then we can't possibly know how to fix it, and we can't go home. He was on the verge of panic, and Graham patted Ryan's shoulder, trying to comfort him. I do remember something the doctor suddenly said, and everybody focused on her again. River. What's a river have to do with any of this? Graham asked. Are you saying that a river can bring back your memory? Denial isn't the only, isn't just a river in... Isn't just a river in Egypt. (laughs) I don't think I'm talking about a type of body of water. The doctor was frowning again. It's the only thing that I remember. 
river. That's it. Do you think it's a person? Ryan asked. I don't want to. What kind of hippie name is River? Graham exclaimed. Sounds fake. I don't want to derail us. Why did she go by River instead of Melody? (sighs) Because her name was Melody Pond. And what's another body of water? Fucking River Song. And what's another word for a melody? (sighs) A song. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take us to the dark time. (sighs) This is when I stopped watching. like the end of season five or whatever when it was revealed that River Song was Melody Pond and I was like I want to die I want to expire and never have had this experience both Yaz and Ryan rolled their eyes at him what it does he said in uh, exasperation it's a person doctor Ryan asked I'm not sure she shrugged I just know it's important can you help us Yaz asked looking at the ceiling can you contact this river she's talking to the TARDIS because the TARDIS is a semi-sentient being, as we have learned on the Patreon. (laughs) Love it. The TARDIS made a whirring noise, and soon they were moving, causing them to grip whatever was close to them in to remain balanced. Where's it taking us? Ryan yelled over the loud noise. Do I look like I know? Yaz snapped back, too on edge about everything that was happening. A few minutes later, they landed with a contained crash, (laughs) causing the lights to flicker with impact. Yaz, Graham, and Ryan looked at each other in in expectation. Stay with her, Yes, called out as she walked out of the med bay, making her way through the corridors until she reached the console room where a woman was just walking in. Yes wasn't aware if the TARDIS had let her in or if she had a key, but the woman walked inside like she owned the place while looking around. You've redecorated, she said. Her voice was deep and raspy, naturally sensual if you asked yes. Correct. <laughs> I quite like it. The woman was gorgeous. She had full curly hair and strawberry strawberry blonde, deep green eyes that glinted with mischief and full lips. She was older than Yaz and appeared to look older than than the doctor as well. And she carried herself with elegance, poise, and confidence. Her body was an hourglass figure and she was wearing a bodycon black dress with high heels. Hot. Right? Truly a full River Song vibe. Chef's kiss. She looked like she had just come from a party, but she didn't look upset that the TARDIS had crashed in on her plans. The TARDIS made a whirring noise that Yaz could swear was pleased. (laughs) The woman smiled and stroked the panel, just like the doctor often did. Where is our lunatic, idiot? She asked the ship fondly. By the looks of you, this one is a version that I haven't met yet, which means it's just another one for me to corrupt. She grinned, like the cat that got the canary. And Yaz decided that she should step out of the shadows since time was of the essence. The woman, River, looked at her immediately, and Yaz felt like she had a she like a deer caught in the headlights as the woman assessed her and appraised her. You must be River, Yaz said, as she stepped towards the woman in decided strides. The one and only, she smirked. I'm sorry, but I don't think we've ever had the pleasure of meeting, she said politely as she shook Yaz's hand. I'm Yasmin Khan. I'm assuming you travel with the doctor, River asked, and the girl nodded. Where is he? Something is wrong if he isn't in the console room. He's practically glued to this place, she frowned worriedly. He. It's not going to be a he. Surprise! Yaz almost reeled back at the masculine pronouns, but then she remembered that the doctor sometimes talked about how she used to be a man. She had never believed her before, but the woman in front of her didn't appear to be joking. Something is wrong, Yaz said, cutting sharply to the point. We were being chased by a giant bee when she stepped in something and was blasted off. Now she can't remember anything personal but your name. If River was surprised by the feminine pronoun, she did not show it. She just looked very concerned and worried. Lead the way, 
was the only thing she said. So Yes turned around and led her to the med bay, even if she looked like she didn't need to be led. As soon as River entered the room, the doctor's face lightened up and she looked at the woman in awe. Wow, you're so pretty, she said in a dazed tone of voice. She looked half-drugged, like she had taken out her wisdom teeth and was riding on the local anesthesia. It was endearing. River smiled at her at the same time she rolled her eyes. Always the flatterer, aren't you, sweetie? She said as she walked towards the monitor. Sweetie, the doctor had an adorable frown on her face. Why does that sound familiar? River ignored her as she read whatever was written on the monitor. Can you read this gibberish? Graham asked. Yes, it's Gallifreyan, her mother language. I gather you're not, you haven't been with her for long. They shook their heads. I figured. You could have asked the TARDIS to translate to English, the woman said in a matter-of-fact tone as she picked up the landmine to inspect. This is a, is a security landmine. Her memory is gone because she is made for it. It erases the person's personal memory completely so that the person stays stranded on the planet forever or until the people who planted this landmine capture them. Are you an angel? The doctor asked her when she turned around again. River smiled fondly at her and cupped her face gently, causing the doctor to lean on it with an odd look. My favorite trope is people under local anesthesia waking up and being like, you're my wife? Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's not even a trope. It's just a thing that actually happens. <laughs> I wanted so it in more amnesia fix. That would be so cute. You're my wife? Do you want to go on a date? <laughs> like, be like, wow, I did good. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, sweetie, I'm more of a devil than an angel. She winked and the doctor blushed. If you remember more than my name right now, you would know that. I doubt it, the doctor sighed dreamily. How do I know you? Her companions would also like to know how they knew each other. The more they looked, it seemed like the two women had nothing in common. But somehow, the love in their eyes diffused that theory. Even if the doctor didn't know whoever it was at the moment, it was easy to see that she loved her. I'll let you in on a secret, River whispered as she leaned forward. The doctor was hanging on her every word. We're married to each other. <gasps> the doctor gasped at the revelation, but Yaz... Graham and Ryan gasped as well. Really? Their friend sounded completely elated. River nodded, but the tips of her mouth curled upwards. How did I manage to marry you? It's a long history. She dismissed it with a wave of her hand. You'll soon remember yourself. So her memory can be recovered? Yes, asked frantically, pushing aside for now all the new information she had discovered. River nodded. Yes, it's pretty simple, actually. Her memory basically just needs to be jump-started with a strong emotion from her personal past. <gasps> Kiss. And how do we do that? Kiss. Grev asked as he looked at the friend. Leave that to me. She smirked and then turned to her wife with hopeful eyes. Do you trust me? Yes. With my life, the doctor said without hesitation and instantly then frowned. I don't remember why, but I just do. Good. River smiled. Then she turned her head around so she could glance at her wife's friends. Don't look now, kids. Mummy and mummy will be a bit busy. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Before they could ask what she was talking about, River turned around and kissed the doctor passionately. <gasps> gripping at her short hair gently, the doctor widened her eyes in, in surprise for a moment before she completely melted into the kiss. Returning with the same fervor as she buried her hands in River's hair and made a tiny pleased noise in the back of her throat. They kissed for a while, and it definitely wasn't a chaste peck, but it didn't make the companions uncomfortable, just mildly awkward. They finished the kiss, and the doctor gasped, chasing River's lips and causing her to chuckle. They pressed their foreheads together, still with their eyes closed. Hi, River. The doctor whispered reverently, and River grinned. Hello, sweetie. She gave her wife a little peck. Do you remember me now? Oh, I definitely remember. Oh. The doctor whispered with such finality that River uh, snorted a laugh. 
you can definitely rank your kiss with healing abilities now, as well as the killing ones. Duly noted, River smiled. But I guess I'll save my healing kissing abilities only for you. I appreciate it. They chuckled together. Thank you for coming to my rescue. Of course. I couldn't let my idiot of a husband, well, wife, now, forget about me. She winked. I don't think I could, even if I tried. The doctor whispered. The only name I remembered was yours, River. I couldn't even remember my own. It's impossible for me to forget about you completely. Right, right? You remember your wife's name, but not yours. Remember It's like if I was like, leaf, something about leaf, leaves, leaf. Fall. Who am I? (laughs) Remember me. me. Even though though I have to travel far, remember me. Each time you hear a sad guitar. I will actually cry if I keep doing this. Stop. (laughs) Stop. <sighs> okay, where was I? River's cheeks tinted pink, with, uh, which was a surprise. The woman didn't look like she blushed easily. Good, you better not. She whispered back fiercely. I've missed you, the doctor said with sad eyes. River caressed her cheek softly. I've missed you too, she said back with the same sad eyes. Then River smiled and turned around to address the other people in the room. See, she's good as new. Hi, gang, the doctor smiled sheepishly. <laughs> Sorry for the scare. Three humans gave a relieved sigh. So you remember us now, Doctor? Yaz asked frantically as she walked closer to the sitting woman. Of course I do. She positively beamed at Yaz. You really scared me, Doc, Graham said. So you're married then? Ryan asked promptly. And Yaz and Graham glared at him. What? I was worried too, but she's clearly fine now and I wanted another gossip. He shrugged. The doctor smiled. Yes, Ryan, I'm married. She looked up at River, who looked deeply amused. This is my wife, Professor Riversong. So you're a gala, uh, gala something? Ryan asked, not really remembering what species his friend was. Both River and the doctor chuckled. Yes, I'm half time lord and half human. She's an astrologist, time traveler, university professor, and part time criminal. <laughs> the doctor said, archaeologist. With the, the utmost pride. What did I say? Astrologist. Fuck. <laughs> I even knew that. She's an archaeologist, time traveler. University professor and part-time criminal, there the doctor is. said, with the utmost pride. I like always forget River is sort of like a weird TARDIS Doctor Who Amy Rory baby. She wasn't supposed to be a time lord, and I'm going to stand by that. She's like a TARDIS Amy Rory baby. I don't want to talk about it. I know. I don't either. Let's move I'm on. I'm upset. She's an archaeologist professor and a criminal, and I think all those three things are fine by themselves. (laughs) That's all she needs to be. She doesn't need to be a time traveler. She doesn't need to be half Time Lord. That's just extra. Anyway, we've been married for centuries, the doctor said. Some could argue millennia, River shrugged. Only a couple of seasons. Only a couple. The doctor was looking River up and down. Did we catch you at a bad time? Not really, River said, as she looked down at her fancy clothes. I had a date. The companions uh, could feel. feel their jaws hitting the floor in surprise. The doctor mainly lifted an eyebrow. Oh, don't look at me like that. I was only going out with him because he has access to some precious Venetian gems that I'm coveting. <laughs> That's the only reason to date, people. That's fair. Were you going to sleep with him? The doctor said in a dead Pantona voice. Question, would you judge me if I was suddenly like dating a man who was like... 40 years older than me. I thought you were going to ask, would you date someone just for some Venetian gems? That too. Uh, 40 years older than you? Yes. I would bat an eye 
but I would let you explain before I okay. cast judgment. What if they were younger than my parents, but not by much? If I looked at him and I was like, that man is your parents' age, I would be a little skeptical. But if I looked at him and I was like, wait, he's 60? That I would be like, I understand why you thought this man was 35. Oh, okay. Because yeah. there's some men where you meet them and you're like, zero idea how old you are. That's fair. Same with women. I want you to know that is not a risk for me because um, I can't even date someone who has the same name as my brother. So I'm not going to be able to date someone who is the same age as my parents. Were you going to sleep with him? The doctor asked in a dead Pantona voice. Probably. He was cute. And I remember talking. <laughs> she shrugged. <laughs> like that was an explanation enough. And honestly, it was. Not for the gems though. I have other means to acquire that, as you know. Yep, that is definitely my wife. The doctor chuckled as she got up to her feet and wobbled a little, grabbing River's forearm to maintain her balance. I'm a bit dizzy still. Her wife rolled her eyes. Oh, of course you are. You're going to be feeling like this for a while. River placed her again in the stretcher. But I have to pilot the TARDIS. I promised the fam that I would take them back to Sheffield after visiting Alpha 9. Before Yaz, Graham, and Ryan could say that they there was no need, River was speaking. I'll take them. You sit your lovely arse in there and rest. Then she gave a mischievous smirk. I reckon you won't be resting much as long as I'm here. Mm -hmm. The doctor blushed, and her companions could feel themselves flush as well as the innuendo. That's for the Patreon. Come along, fam. <laughs> River rolled her eyes at the term, and she exited the med bay. I'll take you home. You three are entitled to have a good driver for once in your life. Oh. <laughs> the doctor's offended. Oi! <laughs> Echoed around the corridors until they reached the console room. What a beautiful... The end. <laughs> what a beautiful, beautiful thing. Ah, uh, so... An excellent use of the amnesia trip. Beautiful. I loved it. Considering the canon and the canon that I like, really, the only good use of the amnesia trip <laughs> is when you have a soulmate say you and you wake up and you're like, I'm sorry, I have a wife? And they're like, yes. My wife. Only in all realities. <laughs> But also, I date other people uh, for fun and for their access to gems. Love a Venusian gem. Nice. A nice little crime. So, part criminal, part archaeologist. Part Sexy, criminal, older woman, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the mommy in this situation. Good, but do not. <laughs> And that's it. I loved it. That was beautiful. Uh, so good. So good. So good. So good. <gasps> and uh, what I thought would be the only Doctor Who in this season. But whoops. What? Now a we've done two in one of the Patreon. Wee. Oopsie poopsies. Oopsies poopsies. But oh, again, it's our. it was our first internet-based fandom. So I assume makes... no one's mad. No one. We have so many... <laughs> feelings about Doctor Who. If you're mad, subscribe to the Patreon for $10. Yeah. <laughs> And that'll somehow relieve your mad. No. No. That's just, I don't know. Probably won't. <laughs> just do it. I'm just being obnoxious. People who like us can subscribe for $5. People who hate us have to pay 10 I'm not As here if we for can your, tell. I'm not here for your negativity. No. If you like Stephen Moffat, you have to pay $10 for the Patreon. Just because. <laughs> that's my opinion. Ugh. 
But seriously, uh, I was like, we'll get back to the rest of our end credits, but I will start, I will bring up our Patreon first, as that if you liked all this ridiculousness, we obviously have more content over on our Patreon feed, uh, where we read two uh, smutty fix per month uh, for $5. Or 10 if you like Stephen Moffat. <laughs> Or you just want to it's the Stephen Moffat instead. Yes. And make sure that if you want to subscribe to our Patreon, uh, you have to follow one of the links. So either in our show notes or any of our link trees. Or patreon.com slash fine pairings podcast if uh, the links are for some reason evading you. Excellent. And if you do not want to be on the Patreon or if otherwise you have things you would like to tell us, things you want to share, uh, fix you would like to request because... Next week will be part one of our season wrap-up, which has historically been uh, fix that are recommended to us from uh, listeners. If you would like to send in any of those, you have a little bit of time before we get to the episode, and that is on either findpairingspodcast at gmail.com or any of our DMs, which is findpairingspod at Twitter or findpairingspodcast on TikTok, Tumblr, Instagram, or Facebook. And make sure you subs- uh, not subscribe. I mean, also subscribe. But please uh, send us, if you like what you're hearing, please send us a five-star review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Spotify. You can't write anything, but you can give us five stars. And, so if you do yeah. that, that counts too. Yes. <laughs> and if you give us a five-star review and send it to either our email or one of our DMs, or in the review itself, you can request a uh, fic that Grace or I might write for one of our finale episodes. In two weeks. Yes. So get those in. Uh, We have a couple already that are pretty exciting, but there's a little bit of time, so you might be able to get them in before the end of season five. And that'll be coming up uh, next week and the week after before we go on a hiatus before season six, which we have no idea what's going to be like. (laughs) Which, if you have an idea of what you would like to see for season six, let us know that too. Yes. We need all the suggestions we've run out of ideas. It's been (laughs) over two years now. Has it? No. Yes. Yes. It has. Yes. It's been so long. We're, we're, we're maybe, we're like close. When this is out, we'll be closer to three years. That's I know. so wild, dude. I know. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>